That was James Taylor. In my mind, I'm going to Carolina. And that's exactly what Fiona Harper did. Our reporter Fiona Harper loves the sea, whether boating on it, diving in it, or studying maritime history. So knowing the reputation of the Carolinas in the United States, she detoured to spend some time in the calm waterways of Oriental North Carolina, where she also found a fabulous old maritime museum with an extensive collection of history books. It also happens to be near the home of the infamous pirate Blackbeard. Well, let's welcome back to Fiona Harper, who last week, well, I don't know if she enthralled us, but she certainly pained <laughs> us with her story about, first of all, trying to be a 4 by 4 off-road marathon runner and uh, then catching COVID. Anyway, she's back home. She's all well. She hasn't broken or twisted anything. But she reminds me that she had a terrific time in the Carolinas, two states in the US. Now, pardon my ignorance um, on the exact location of the Carolinas, Fiona, but I guess you can fill me in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, nice to chat to you again, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Always. Yeah, so the, <laughs> um, I was in North Carolina. So there is the North and South Carolinas um, on the eastern seaboard um, yep. of the US. And I was in North Carolina. So it's still considered part of the South. So one of those, you know, where the, the Civil War kind of took place, the North Carolina was, was in that vicinity. Right. And this is the Atlantic Ocean, obviously. And its tributaries we're talking about. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So you were, uh, I think last we spoke to you, you were in Raleigh. So you, yes. then you got in the car and you, to be expected, you like things marine. And so you, that's right. Not, a, not as in short haircut, blue uniform, but um, <laughs> as in seawater. Mar- maritime, I think. Maritime, that's the term. So you shot up to the maritime uh, areas of the Carolinas, which I hear are magnificent. Yeah, that's right. So it's actually kind of southeast of Raleigh. It's about a three hour drive down to the coast. There's an area called the Pamlinko Sound, and that's protected by the outer bank. So there's a strip of low-lying islands to the east of the Pamlinko Sound and that kind of creates this massive inshore waterway that, that makes it really popular with boating. Okay. A bit like the Great Barrier Reef, is it? Not quite. Uh, not quite as tropical for a start, but it is in that it's sheltered water, so there's no Atlantic Ocean swells coming into the sound. It's, it's a bit like Port Phillip Bay in a way in that it's a shallow waterway that's, that has been flooded. So it was previously land and has been flooded. So it's a shallow waterway with lots of inlets and tributaries and rivers um, flowing into it. So you can boat there fairly calmly. Oh, absolutely. It's actually part of the intra, uh, intercoastal waterway, which runs pretty much up the entire east coast of the US. So it's a really sheltered waterway and is popular for boating because of that protected water and all the, the access that it provides up and down the coast. So what did you do? Were you, you weren't on the water, though. You, you, were, you drove up there. Uh, yeah, I, I drove there. We did actually hire a boat for a day um, at a place called Oriental, which is it's considered the sailing capital of North Carolina. So, again, lots of tributaries and rivers. So we potted around a lot of the waterways there, just mostly looking at boats, you know, which is hmm. what boat people do. We, yeah. we like to look at boats. Okay. Um, there is some great history in the area. Blackbeard Pirate, for example, he is well known as the number one son, I guess. He spent a lot of time raping and pillaging in the area, basically, and his ship, 
was also, um, he was sunk just in that same area where I was. Didn't he turn um, up down on the Keys somewhere? He was prolific all up and down that, that east coast. The legend says if he had a home, it was at a place called Bath, which is just not far from Oriental where we were. And his, his ship was found just off Atlantic Beach, which is also where we were swimming in the Atlantic Ocean. So on the Atlantic side of that, the, the chain of islands, so yeah, there was a, an altercation and his ship was sunk and the, the ship was actually lost for hundreds of years. It was just found about 20 years ago. Did he have lots of loot on board or what? <laughs> I don't think the, the, the tales have been told about what was actually on board, but oh, okay. uh, you'd have to assume that there was plenty of treasure, um, if not on board, then probably stashed around all these islands. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, that sounds fascinating. So Oriental is a coastal town uh, with uh, the marinas right, yeah. and things. Uh, uh, is that how they operate yes. there? Yeah, very much so. There's also quite a big fishing industry there, the shrimp fishermen or prawns as we say but shrimp mm. as they say in the US so yeah there's a big fishing fleet there and lots of recreational sailboats in particular because it's on that um, intercoastal waterway yeah lots of sail lots of people keep their boats there actually maybe they live in Raleigh and keep their boats there and um, because it, it provides such good access to the Atlantic and to the, um, the Pamlinko Sound. So what's the predominant business activity in uh, the <laughs> Carolinas? Is it tourism or? Well, certainly in that part of the world, it's sailing and marine and maritime is, is big. But places like Oriental, for example, it's, there's no real infrastructure. There's, it's all about being on the water. Um, there's okay. a lot of beautiful old historical mansions, but there's no real infrastructure in Oriental. There's places like Beaufort, which is another town on that same coast, has a lot more infrastructure and again lots more maritime and an amazing maritime museum actually in Beaufort it's probably has a library there that's very much a traditional old school maritime library and for someone like me who loves uh, maritime history I could have spent a week in there just you know that there was thousands of um, boating sailing maritime history books there yeah, quite phenomenal. So that was a, a massive find to um, to see such a, a beautiful library and, and and well supported. Great to find a library that's actually got books these days. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> yeah, them don't have any. Yeah, so. I mean, some of these books were hundreds of years old, you know, and it was probably a two-storey room, you know, with towering bookshelves. It was the most phenomenal small library that I've seen in a long time. Mm. So this is an area that obviously caters to the sailor. Does that mean that you can sort of get all your provisions there if you wanted to cruise around the area? Is it the sort of Bahamas of the mainland or how do you, how do you position it? <laughs> Yeah, very much so. Beaufort in particular is a massive boating hub. So again, a lot, lots of city people keeping their boats there and it's very much a weekend getaway. So Beaufort has all the facilities. There's restaurants, there's bars, there's marine shops, there's you know supermarkets and marine outfitters. So all the sort of things that you'd need from a boating perspective, whether it's you know, you're know going out for a day trip or, or heading off into the Atlantic. Yeah, Beaufort's a great place for that. But you were there for about a week, were you? Down in that part of the world, I was there for four days. Um, yeah. And then after we left the coast there, after I got to swim in the Atlantic Ocean for the first time, which was a massive thrill for mm. um, someone who lives and breathes the ocean. It's, from there, we went up into the mountains. So it's a couple of hours past Raleigh, um, out into the um, Appalachian Mountains. Ah, um, right. So completely different landscape, yeah, up into the, in the high country, which is just beautiful. Looking gently. It was very yeah. much... That's right, very leisurely actually, finding cider 
um, makers and gin makers and pizza makers, so lots of food and drink and, and picking blueberries and, and no running at all, which is kind of nice. <laughs> yeah, well, it actually sounds like this part of the world's got it all. Um, you know, you've got the coast and you've got the mountains and you can pick blueberries. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, that sounds great. It's kind of interesting. I think people from Raleigh, because it's so central for their weekend getaways, they choose the mountains or the coast and... It's kind of interesting that the people on the coast tend to go to the mountains for their weekends away and people in the mountains tend to go to the coast. So, mm. yeah, it's very much one or the other. So if people wanted to go to this part, say an Aussie, you know, an Aussie travellers wanted to go and have a look at the boating community, they could either fly in, you're saying, or they would drive from a neighbouring state or whatever, yeah? Yeah, you could definitely drive from uh, Virginia in the north, South Carolina in the south, and both of those states are also part of the uh, intercoastal waterway. So if you are on a boat, you can obviously it's a lot easier to um, to move between states. But there's also boats to hire, particularly around that Oriental and Beaufort boat hire businesses do a roaring trade for those that don't have boats or just want to go for a, you know a weekend or maybe a week's bare boating. There's plenty of of um, opportunities to do. Fiona Harper there speaking with Graham Kemlo. You're listening to the Travel Writers Show.